Okay. <laughs> Hi. Um, welcome to the Chronicles of Entrapment. The coronavirus edition. <laughs> Stupid. But um, this podcast is going to be about life lessons and feeling trapped in your own body because I know a lot of people do or they feel trapped in situations or whatever. This podcast is going to be about that. Um, so I will give you the rundown on who I am. And we'll go from there. Hi, my name is Tabitha. You might know me from Facebook. You might know me from Instagram. You might know me as one of the cosplayers from the community as Lynxy Luna. You might know me personally, and you might know me as Luna. Um, <laughs> Luna is, is very contained right now. Luna is my alter ego. I have alter egos. So Luna is my sex kitten ego, where I kind of just sink into this type of deal. Yeah, I just did that. It was gross. Don't worry. It will never happen again. <laughs> um, then there's me, personally. If you don't know me personally, you're about to, because we're about to go through life lessons that I've learned and how to do stuff proper, maybe improper way. Okay, um, so about me. I'm a 27-year-old mother of two that has clairvoyancy issues, meaning I can sense energies, auras, and a bunch of other weird shit that seems witchy and witchcraft-like. Um, there's a reason behind that, I promise. <laughs> Other than that, I might be a demon. Um, <laughs> this podcast hopefully will help some of you with some of your issues or help you face something that you've been wanting to face. I just like encouragement. I just like to help people. I just like to, like, I want to save the world so fucking bad. <laughs> I don't know why. I have this superhero complex where I can't even save myself, but I would love to save everybody else if that means dying first. That's fucked up, I know. But I don't know how many people, like, I'd actually take bullets for without thinking. If I was in a situation where I'd have to die or somebody else would have to die, I would die. Like, I would just fucking die. <laughs> like, don't ever put me in a position, if it's you or me dying, I'm dying. Like, bitch, you live. Take your life and live, motherfucker. Because I am dying. Simple and simple and easy. Um. So this podcast is going to be, like, about life in in entrapment and you're thinking well what about entrapment i'm entrapped with demons i'm entrapped with things that i can't seem to escape and now i'm in quarantine nothing like being 
and fucking quarantine when you just don't want to be home anymore. Um, <laughs> I do stupid voiceovers and stupid shit. It's ridiculous. So just get used to that. Um, so this is, yeah, the Chronicles of Entrapment Corona Edition. <laughs> Which means that I'll be updating podcasts maybe every day. Who knows? Maybe every hour. Who knows? I've got a lot of shit to say. And it would be great to hear some feedback. Um, so without further ado... Here's my fucking rambling for 30 minutes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I live with depression, anxiety, PTSD, and paranoia. But I like to live dangerously. <laughs> that means, like, I like to do dumb shit, even though I know it's going to trigger something. Um, I'm a lover. I'm a huge, huge, huge lover, but I get all these people that don't let me love them. <sighs> so it's like, it's strange because it always feels like you're entrapped in your own mind. Always wanting something that you can never have is like one of the most awful feelings. Um, so a little bit about me. My background is tainted, to say the least. Um, I grew up off of survival instead of love, which means I love differently than everybody else. I either, either overdo it or I don't show enough interest because I don't want them to get scared because every time I show too much interest, it just goes <laughs> and like blows up in my face, right? So, but I'm a huge, huge, huge lover when you give me the chance. Um, I'm a Tucendary, which means um, every time that you call me out on liking you, I will deny the fuck out of it. Until I make you believe it. And then hate myself for making you believe it. Because all I want is you. <laughs> it's it's an awful. It's an awful contradiction. But it's a contradiction nonetheless. Sorry my heater just kicked on. And it's fucking freezing in this house. So I'm a Tucendere, which means I like you. If you think that I don't like you, I mean, I might not actually like you, but other than that, I probably like you. Um, if I like get embarrassed and like shut up and you know make you make you slightly uncomfortable, <laughs> make you slightly uncomfortable, or um, I don't know, it's hard. It's really hard sometimes. 
to uh, express my emotions because I haven't been able to express my emotions a lot in my lifetime. So I'm very like weird emotional wise. Um, it has inflicted a lot of pain. I am one of those survivors of rape. So I'm entrapped in my mind about rape. Which, um, is kind of like being in a shark tank while bleeding. You know they're around you. They can sense the rape on you. I've been raped five times in my lifetime on five different occasions with five different people. One was three years and then again when I was in another relationship. But um, I've been raped by knife point in the middle of broad daylight while cars were passing by. I've been raped by bouncers at a club when I just went outside to puke and woke up and he was behind me and we thrusting me into the fucking dumpster basically. Um, yeah, there's a couple other times that my brain won't let me hash back because sometimes my brain is like, can we just not relive all the trauma for a minute? That's something I uh, I have to deal with too. Is my brain's like, hey bitch, let's not relive this trauma right now. We already sad. Like, so my brain tries to heal itself by forgetting things. It's weird. Um, it's very strange, honestly. But uh. My brain tries to heal itself by trying to free it. So most of my childhood is a blur, except for like the very, very bad parts that stick out. Um, most of my middle school ages, I can't even remember a fucking thing that happened in middle school. Not a goddamn thing. Not a, except for a couple, two major things that happened. But it wasn't to me, it was to friends. So, like, I can't remember a fucking thing that happened in middle school. Like, my entire brain has been wiped clean of middle school. No idea. No teacher's names. No friends that I used to hang out with. Fucking nothing. I got nothing. This is my brain's way of healing. Um, is by taking all the traumatic bullshit. Because I know I was bullied. I mean, I was bullied from fucking the day that I started school to the day that I ended school, like, from kindergarten to fucking senior year of high school, I was bullied. So that was, but my brain is trying to heal itself by trying to forget everything that happened. So a lot of the stuff in high school, I can't remember. A lot of the things that happened in my 20s, I can't remember, which is pretty fucking awful because I'm 27. <laughs> so like 
a lot of things that um, I've been through I can't remember because that's my brain's way of healing is like if you don't remember that it happened it didn't happen but I also have like a mother that like tries to pretend things that didn't happen when they did happen because like my mom was like your dad never abused you and I, and I messaged a family friend on Facebook that, like, I was friends with her. And she's like, dude, your dad beat your head off the wall when you were a child. Your mother's lying. So, like, my mom kind of feeds on my, uh, my ability to forget. Is basically having, like, fucking dementia and having people around you be like, oh, yeah, nothing ever bad happened to you. You're fine. Like, you're just making everything up in your head. That's basically how my mom is. I'm basically her dementia patient that she's trying to uh, manipulate into thinking things didn't happen. Um, even my dad, when my dad was around for a little bit, I never did any of that to you, blah, 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 blah. I remember a lot, a lot of trauma from my childhood, from like all the horrendous fucking beatings that I would get to him calling me a demon, to, like, a bunch of weird fucked up shit that I had to go through, like, molestation and a bunch of fucked up shit. But, like, my brain is trying to heal itself so goddamn much that it's trying to make me forget everything and just, like, dementia wipe that shit clean. So, um... So, believe me when I say I know pain... I know uh, tolerance. I know. I know what it's like to feel stuck or entrapped in your own body, and you're screaming and fighting tooth and nail to get out of it, but you can't because it's your body, it's your life. And the only way to get out of it is to take it but if you want to live and you want to be better and you want to be successful and you know you want to you just wanted that's why I'm such a big lover is because like I grew up I'm not gonna say I grew up poor I did not grow up poor my dad was a money hungry motherfucker and I grew up in a well-endowed household. I just didn't get the love and support that I needed from my parents. My mom was off cheating and my dad was an abusive motherfucker that didn't want me. I was basically his failed abortion. He just didn't want me. He didn't want me around. And, and when he wasn't sleeping because he was so goddamn depressed about his fucking life, he was beating the shit out of me. Chairs belts, my fucking walls that he used to bounce my head off of, <laughs> like, 
anything my father could find, he would fucking hit the fuck out of me with. You know? But back then, we didn't have the child abuse laws that we do now. Back then, it was fine to, like, fucking damn near kill your children. (laughs) Because the child abuse laws weren't, like, as big as they are now. Like, shit, you even yell at your kid wrong and you could go to jail, like, whatever. But, man, back then, it was fucking awful. And my dad, man, he took advantage of every second of it. So, he... You know how you get your ass smacked with the belt? He used the metal part of the belt. Now whoop my ass. And whoop my ass hard. And never tell me why. And I became this goody goody kid that basically was like pressured to be good all the time because I didn't want to get my ass whooped. I still got my fucking ass whooped. Like, it was hard. And, um, that's a hard cycle to break. Because I don't want to be anything like my parents. But I don't know how to show love and affection to my kids the way that normal parents do either. Because, like, when you grow up in a household... Or do you grow up being basically sold into molestation? Like, I was the thing that kept my mom and one of her boyfriends together. Because she basically sold me to him at a very young age. And I was already sexually active by the time I was seven. And I know people are going to be like, oh my god, seven. Well, yeah. Bitch, <laughs> I grew up around sex. Sex, drugs, and alcohol were the only things I grew up around. I grew up around teenagers, man. Like, those are the kids that were taking care of me. My sisters were the only ones taking care of me. And I know this because when I worked at Best Buy, I was sitting right next to one of the girls that my sisters used to party with when they were really young. And she looked at me and I almost fucking cried because she was like, you know, for nobody taking care of you, you turned out pretty good. I'm about to cry now because like, That shit hit home. Because nobody did take care of me. I took care of myself. Like, I was young and I was taking care of myself and calling ambulances for my sister who had just overdosed on fucking drugs and watching people die in the house. And I had a rough man. Like, everybody thinks that I'm this sweet and diligent fucking person. And I had it really fucking rough because, like, uh, God, I'm such a baby. 
<laughs> I've watched, you know, people die at a really young age. I watched my sister give birth to a child that was too big for her body and rip open to the point where she almost died on a table. You know, my sisters were 13 and 14 when they got pregnant and taking care of me, like me. And I was sexually active by the time I was seven because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know any better. I was taught that if you had sex with somebody that they, they would love you. And that's something I held on to for a very long time is that, and by the way, by the way, <laughs> that is also, what is it, a self-harm situation. If you had sex for people to love you, you are self-harming yourself because you could catch anything, including feelings. And sometimes feelings are hard to, uh, to convey. But, yeah, dude, like, I've been through the ringer, so I know a thing or two. Jesus Christ, Jonathan, yes, I know. Oh, I don't know why my baby daddy thinks it's acceptable to text me at 2 in the morning, but apparently he thinks it's acceptable to text me at 2 in the morning. <laughs> but on lighter note, um, I've made it through a lot. I've made it through a lot of fucked up situations, even though I saw people die when I was young from drug overdoses, even though I was used for sex from the time I was seven to the time of today. Like, I've overcame a lot. I've dealt with a lot. And I'm entrapped in this body. I can't get out of it. And my soul needs to be free, but... I'm stuck in an anxiety-ridden shell of bullshit. Which seems fucked up, honestly. Like, but, um... That's... That's a lot of what's gonna be talked about, is, like... My life, and... Hopefully... Hopefully, um... connecting with people on certain levels because um, people need to be understood and they need to know that life, is, life isn't always about hiding who you are. Sometimes you just have to let people know who you are. Like sometimes you just have to let shit fly. So, um, this is, this, this is me. Like, this is raw, unhindered, undeveloped, ill-equipped <laughs> me. Like, this is who I am. And you guys will understand more of who I am and why the way I am 
by listening to this podcast. And maybe you'll hate it and it'll be too real for you and you don't want to. Or maybe you'll thank me later and be like, hey, man, this shit really, really hit the nail on the head for me. Like, can you can you talk about this subject if you know anything about it? Because let me tell you, I know anything and everything there is about anything and everything because I've been through a bunch of fucking bullshit. Okay. Having PTSD, no joke. Having depression, no joke. Having paranoia, no joke. Having anxiety, no joke. Like, <laughs> um, being loved when you can't ever be loved, no fucking joke. No fucking joke. <laughs> this shit stings. But, um, hopefully I'll end up connecting to somebody on a personal level and it'll resonate and it'll help them understand that they're not alone in this fight of crazy bullshit. Like, I'm with you. If it's not physical, it's mental or emotional. I'm with you. I will cry with you. I will, like, suffer with you. I will be with you. Um, and it might just be through the speakers of your phones or of your headphones computers, whatever, but I'm there, like, I won't let you go under, if I, if at all possible, and I will let you in on my life, and how shit is, and how hard things can be, and I never thought I'd be making podcasts, but here I am, and I never thought I'd be crying on the podcast, but here I am, and I never thought... That I'd ever be in quarantine, but here we are, and I hope life gets better, and hopefully things go right, and hopefully things get less fucked, and hopefully I fall in love with somebody that deserves me, and hopefully you fall in love with somebody that deserves you too, and hopefully we just keep on doing this, because it seems like a good idea to push out there that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to be in pain. As of one of the quotes of one of my favorite people, or favorite movies, pain demands to be felt. And yes, as corny as that is, I got it from the fault in our stars. But come on. The hotness of the guy that said it. Can we, can we, can we, can we, can we, can we? I ride his face into the sunset, okay. <laughs> I know I just went to a sexual level, but that's how I am. I deal with sad things on a sexual level. Once things get too sad or things get too real for me, I just become sexual. It's how, it's my default setting. It's like, oh. Sexuality kicks <laughs> If I'm not joking about something or being sexual about something, then I'm going to let it just deteriorate and eat me alive, and then that's not going to happen. I refuse to be one of those people. So, but yes, uh, Chronicles of Entrapment will keep going for as long as you guys want it to go. And I'm not going to be like, subscribe and all this bullshit, because I'm really just doing this to get all this shit out of me and maybe help people along the way. 
I know what it's like to feel alone in the world. I feel it all the time. But I also know I'm not alone in the world. And maybe, maybe if I can tell my story, people can understand me better. People will know my logic. People will understand how I re react or why I reacted a certain way or how I love or how, how difficult it is for me to ex express feelings and emotions or convey that I like somebody, <laughs> you know? So we'll see, we'll see how this goes. But uh, till next time, this has been the Chronicles of Entrapment with me. And <laughs> I'm sure that will be out next time. I'm sure there will be a next time after that. So just keep in touch. And if you want to get in touch with me, Facebook is the best way to do it. So, yeah. <laughs>